Once again, you have found the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Evander Bleed here with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. And today we've got a lot to talk about. It's been a while. We'll address that as well. But we're going to talk about Disney censorship. We all know Disney does that. China, Biden, they got a communication problem. Uh, Jen Psaki is just absolutely horrible as the press secretary. And did you catch any of the impeachment trial? I'm not really watching it. I don't care. But the Dems are peddling fake news, Fauci and the bathhouses, and Gorilla Girl is not a girl that in so much more. Again, you have found the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. All right. Once again, welcome to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Eve Vanderbilt here. Well, first off, like to apologize. Haven't been around in a number of days. Uh, we have taken a break because we entered some other business ventures that have kind of monopolized our time. Did I say that right? I said that wrong. Monopolize. I think I said monopolize. Anyway, we uh, are still figuring out what our schedule is going to look like. So this may be a little more sporadic when you uh, hear the PBL podcast. Do subscribe to us on iTunes, especially, and you'll get a notification of when we drop another show. So uh, please do subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Remember, I always talk about it. Life is not the matrix. It is an algorithm. And the way that we can fight big tech and their algorithm is by subscribe, 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 subscribe to conservative channels. They cannot beat that. It's their own algorithm. We can beat them at their own game. So again, let's get right to it. We got a lot of topics to talk about. There's so much news today. Uh, let's start with Disney. Uh, do you have Disney Plus? I have Disney Plus. And you know what? I'm mulling what to do with my Disney Plus. Now I have children. So obviously Disney Plus is for my children. Now here's the problem I have with Disney Plus. Uh, if you are, if you have it, you've most likely watched The Mandalorian, and the actress who is one of the lead actresses, her name is Gina Corona, and if you uh, you may have heard this story, Disney just fired her. She's fired from The Mandalorian. Now, The Mandalorian is in a season; it's in a break from season one to two, or season two to three, not really sure. And so, her character now will have to be written out of the show. They'll have to figure out how to do it. Easy to do in um, Hollywood media, television, and all that stuff. They just write a story. It's very simple, but she's out. Now, why is she out? Well, let's, you know, this is interesting. What Disney just did was prove a point that she put it on social media. Now, she's not out because of any bad actions that she did, any illegal actions. She's out because of something she said on social media. She's out because of a thought. That's right. Disney is censoring her, fired her because of a thought. Now, here's the offensive, not a tweet. It was an Instagram post, the offensive post. This is what Gina Corona put out there. Uh, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people don't today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? She has a point. This is absolutely what happened in Nazi Germany. They vilified the Jews. I've spoken of this on this show. 
they vilified the Jews so much so that their neighbors hated them. They made the Jews the enemy of the state. All that was wrong in Germany, Hitler's Germany, was because of the evil, evil Jews. And people were frustrated. They were coming out of World War II. Their country was decimated. Inflation was high. Things were tough, and they needed a boogeyman. And so Hitler created the boogeyman of the Jews. The Jews were this boogeyman. And she's absolutely right. It does look like what's happening today. The left has completely vilified and demonized you on the right. We are the enemy. We are the domestic terrorist is what they're calling us. The January 6th riots that happened is the catalyst for everything the left is doing. Gina was absolutely right. Her point was spot on. And what did Disney do? Well, Disney fired her. So is it censorship? It's not government censorship. It's not a violation of First Amendment or First Amendment rights or free speech. It is, however, uh, a, um, an egregious act from Disney, but also, and here's where a little bit of controversy is going to come in. It is also not a bad, a bad idea for her to do, or not a good idea for her to do it. It's egregious for her to do this. Now, here's why. She's absolutely entitled to her thoughts. Disney should not have fired her. I don't, I don't agree with Disney firing her at all because she's absolutely right. We on the right are being vilified for our thoughts. That's what Nazi Germany did. Her point is very valid, and Disney actually made it for her, helped her make her point by firing her, by suppressing her speech, by vilifying her. But she's an actress. She performs for people. She gets paid very, very well to perform in front of people. Now, she's not as a well-known actress. She was a wrestler before she got into acting. So she's not paid excretionally high rates like, you know, the, the, the lead, Pedro Pascal, I think is his name, who plays the Mandalorian. He's probably paid really well, but she's a little bit of an unknown, so she's not going to be paid as much. So she's got to build up her credibility, and she was doing that with the Mandalorian. She was becoming a star. People loved her. She was the star of the show. Personally, I think her acting was a little, little, little wooden, but hey, I, I liked her character. So she honestly probably shouldn't have said anything. And I'm not saying that because she was wrong. She's actually right in her point. I believe in her point. But for her own personal career, she it wasn't a good plan. And now look what happened. It cost her this job. Now, this is Hollywood. Man, they vilify people in Hollywood for this kind of stuff. So she's probably out completely. I don't know if she still has a wrestling career, but she's seriously hurt herself financially. So that's why I say it was wrong of her to do it. I agree with her, and I, I support her in saying it as long as she understands the consequences because Disney, being a private entity, has every right to terminate her for this. Now, here's what happened is Disney um, got a lot of pushback from social media. So the Twitterverse blew up, all the, the, you know, the social media posts blew up, and Disney caved to the social justice warriors. Now, here's the thing about the social justice warriors. They are not a massive group. They are not out there in mass. In fact, I would say most of it that blew up were probably bots. A lot of these left-wing organizations, and I'm not going to name any of them because I can't prove it, what they do is they, they create these accounts, these bots, and something like this blows up, and they make it seem like millions of people are reaching out, and millions of people are pushing back, and millions of people are outraged when it's not true. 
it's just maybe a handful or it's the useful idiots that follow when this stuff happens and they just glom onto it because they're stupid and they agree with it. But most cases, this is all fake. And it's been happening time and time again. The fact that you go to Twitter and you look at a lot of the people that are outraged by this, the social justice bots, uh, they have like one or two followers or no followers, four, five, six followers. They're all fake. And Disney caved. I mean, hell, who knows? Disney may be the one who put the fake ones out there to do this. I don't know. But I think what happened was Disney caved to the social media. A lot of big corporations cave to social media. They're afraid of the backlash. Now, the curious part or the ironic part, it's the, not the backlash from the right. Nobody cares about backlash from the right. The left has completely minimized us to a point where we we're, we are the victim all the time now. I mean, they look, oh, they're on the right. You can go ahead and beat them up. You can call them racist. You can call them Nazis. You can call them uh, evil. You can call them all kinds of whatever. I was called, what, Satan's angel or Satan's soldier. You can call them all these kind of things and nothing will happen. But you do it on the left and, oh, social justice warriors come out like crazy. So I believe Disney caved to the bots. And uh, I think it's wrong. I don't think Disney should have caved. They probably should have pulled her aside and somebody, a producer, executive, whatever, should have had a conversation with her and say, hey, you know, you, you can make these comments, but it, it may hurt your career. And, and you know, she may have known that. She may have done it to get out of the contract. We don't know. All we know is Disney fired her. Just a, um, just a damn shame that that's where we are in this country. And her point, by the way, is absolutely spot on this is like nazi germany i i was reluctant to first call that out but it is and um disney just proved her point just just damn just damn all right moving on <clears throat> so biden china biden biden had his first conversation with the chinese leader president z so they hold their first phone call this from zero hedge biden holds first phone call with z both sides offer vastly different accounts of what was said wait what what both counts wait a minute, let me read that again uh both sides offer vastly different accounts of what was said so our president of the united states of america shame to say is joe biden and he calls the Chinese president, Xi, and they have a conversation. And here's what he said. I spoke today with President Xi to offer good wishes to the Chinese people for Lunar New Year. I also shared concerns about Beijing, Beijing's economic practices, human rights abuse, and coercion of Taiwan. I told him I will work with China when it benefits the American people. Otherwise, also China is saying that President Biden underscored his fundamental concerns about Beijing's coercive and unfair economic practices, crackdown in Hong Kong, human rights abuse in uh, Xinjiang, and increasingly assertive action in the region, including toward Taiwan. Uh, President Biden committed to pursuing practical results-oriented engagement when it advances the interests of the American people and those of the allies. So that's what the, that's what the White House is saying. Biden said. Now we all know Biden probably took that call using clip notes, right? We we watch him now. He has notes every time. He has notes every time he has a conversation with somebody. He's got notes. He's uh, there was a clip. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that I saw, and I would have put it on the air if I was uh, on the air back then, but I won't do it now, where he's talking to a private citizen, and he's actually reading a script right there. They videotaped it, and he's obviously 
reading a strip. So now the Chinese, though, they've got a different account to this. So according to an account of the conversation reported by Chinese state television, Z said that cooperation was the only choice and that the two countries need to properly manage disputes in a constructive manner. Xi also told Biden that confrontation between China and the United States would be a disaster and the two sides should reestablish the means to avoid misjudgment. Xi also said Beijing and Washington should reestablish various mechanisms for dialogue in order to understand each other's intentions and avoid misunderstandings, the report said. And finally, the most bizarrely and most bizarrely, Z told Biden that he hopes the United States will cautiously handle matters related to Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Xinjiang that deal with matters of China's sovereignty and territorial integrity. So it's quite the opposite of what Biden reportedly told Z. So here we are. Here we are. Who do you believe? Do you believe the Chinese government, the communist Chinese government who, you know, they're communists, they're, they're, they're going to lie. They, they, they never put out truth. Or do you believe the Biden administration who never put out truth either? I, I don't know. I'm torn here. I actually believe the Chinese over Biden. And, and then here's another thing. I don't think Biden even knew what the hell he said. I don't even think Biden knows what happened in that conversation. He read notes and that's it. And then his committee, because we are being governed by a committee, comes out and says what was actually said. Because it's not Biden. Biden's not running this country. Biden's committee of leftists, whoever they are behind the scenes, are running the country. So He's just, he's just doing what their bidding is. He reads their script. He signs their executive orders. Remember the executive order he signs? What am I signing here? Biden has no clue what's going on. So here we are at a moment in time where we don't know who's telling us the truth. And I know, you know, the left's going to say the Trump administration lied, lied, lied. And they never can prove the lies. They never even can cite lies. They just say they lied, lied, lied. We know all politicians lie. We know that. But here we have China, who is aggressively, aggressively trying to dominate, be the number one player, the dominant player in the world, and the Biden administration. So they had a phone call. Well, wait a minute. I tend to remember there was a big controversy about a phone call with a certain president in another foreign country, Donald Trump in Ukraine. Remember that phone call? Now, a lot of people have already said, release the phone call. Okay. You know, they said that about the Ukraine phone call. Actually, they didn't, and Trump released it. There is a recording of it because they record all of these. Remember the Ukraine phone call with Trump, the big brouhaha that happened is the left didn't call for Trump to release the phone call. In fact, the left didn't want Trump to release the phone call. And the reason the left didn't want Trump to release the phone call is because they were afraid what was on there was okay. And guess what? It was. Now, they still went ahead with impeachment. Remember, oh, we're going through an impeachment again. Funny how these things work, right? Well, anyway, the phone call that you probably heard it, if you haven't, look at it. You know, I don't have a clip of it here, but it was fine. There was nothing in that phone call that was uh, impeachable, if you will. So, but, so, but Trump released that phone call. He agreed to release the phone call. In fact, before the left uh, called for the release of the phone call, the recording, Trump released it to uh, Trump them, if you will. And he was right in doing so. Will they do that here? Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? They will not release this phone call. I guarantee it. There's, they want to control the narrative. So are we any different than the communist Chinese? That's just, just a damn shame, isn't it?
I mean, think about this. Our government, uh, this administration, has already shown, one, they're incompetent. They, lead, they rule through executive order. I think it was Maxine Waters who said they, once we unrule, they, she used the word rule, so I used that word rule. So they're ruling slash leading through executive orders because they can't get this stuff passed through the House of Congress. And they're telling us one thing and the other side's telling us another thing. Where is our media? Well, they're just as bad as the state-run media in China. Our mainstream media is basically state-run media when, when a Democrat is in office. Now, when a Republican is in office, meaning the presidency, we still have a state-run media, but it's a Democrat state-run media. They do the Democrats' bidding, and they're, gonna do, they're doing it now. That report that I just shared with you was from Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge was not mainstream media, so they're going to report truth. Uh, they're going to report both sides, and Zero Hedge is pretty good, but not CNN, NBC, ABC the state, well, the Democrat propaganda media. So we are really the same as communist China right now. Our government is going to lie to us. Our media is only going to feed us what the government wants us to be fed. And we won't find the truth until years later. It's just, again, I mean, I'm only going to say this a lot. Just the damn shame where we're at. I was uh, interacting with somebody on Twitter this morning about it, and you know, we we're joking around of, of a certain topic, and uh, and you know, I, I, I the guy that I was interacting with said, "I hate to laugh uh, because this is so serious." And I go, "Well, if it wasn't for humor, we'd all be going crazy, and anger would up uh, outweigh humor." And uh, we use humor to suppress the anger. And then I made another joke that, oh my God, did I just incite another uh, insurrection? That's where we're at. You can't, you can't, but you gotta just laugh at some of this stuff because they, they, we are governed by fools right now. And we are governed by a leftist committee. Now, if you've been in the world of big business, Fortune 500 companies, and you've been in that situation where your companies make decisions by committee, well, you know the process and the red tape that happens with that and how much of a cluster fun park that becomes so many times when you're led by committee because nobody can agree. Everybody wants peace. <laughs> That's where we're at. This is going to be a wild and bumpy ride. I'm going to have fun. I hope you are too. You can't help but just laugh at all the nonsense. And Jan Saki, our White House press secretary, what a just a. God, I'm, I'm biting my tongue for the word I want to look at. She just looks mean, doesn't she? She looks like that school marm that's going to smack you down. She's uh, the hall monitor that narks on you every time. I mean, she just looks like, how dare you say something to me? And she's completely clueless. I'm sure you've seen the clips. I've played them here. Uh, I'll circle back around to you. But here uh, from uh, this from The Federalist, the headline is White House supports Mavericks scraping the national scrapping the national anthem because america fails often so if you haven't heard the story um mark cuban who owns the mavericks ba basketball uh, uh uh has said he's not going to play the national anthem 
Well, the NBA has come out and said they're going to play the national anthem all games, and Mark Cuban has since backtracked on it, that they will now allow the national anthem. Why you are watching the NBA, if you are watching it, I have no idea. I would highly recommend everybody just cut that crap off. They, they are ran by large leftist organizations. They, um, the NBA is the worst with the Black Lives Matters minutia. Uh, and now you've got Mark Cuban saying he's not going to um, – play the national anthem hurt them in their pocketbook by dropping the viewership viewership's way down the uh i mean you look at we just had the super bowl which i did not watch and their ratings were down i saw one headline where the ratings were down significantly they were down like a 15 percent significant would be like 40 percent so 15 percent it, it's not enough to make a huge dent there were advertisers that pulled out but they still had advertisers and then you had tom brady who did a couple of tweets uh where he wasn't wearing a mask and he was vilified for not wearing a mask And if you haven't seen that one where he's walking drunk that's pretty funny hey i give the man props one seven super bowls i'm not a sports fan but that's pretty impressive probably the most accomplished athlete in the world and there was a video of him and i know i'm getting sidetracked here of him walking smiling he's drunk and he admitted it he's the one who tweeted out that there was some kind of tequila maybe tequila he owns i don't know and so the left went just completely apeshit on that that he wasn't wearing a mask I like him, but he's so ins uh, insensitive to everybody else. And it's just crazy. So, you know, Mark Cuban has succumbed to the leftist dogma and decides not to play the national anthem. And here's what Jan Saki said. Uh, during the Wednesday press briefing, Fox News, Peter Ducey, Peter Ducey's doing an awesome job, by the way, and I don't watch Fox News anymore, but I enjoy watching his clips, asked Saki about the Biden administration's stance on Cuban's decision, while the press secretary acknowledged that President Joe Biden is proud to be an American and has great respect for the anthem. She also said he would support, so he would support the Mavericks for calling out the frequent times when we, quote, as a country, haven't lived up to our highest ideals, end quote. He'd also say that, of course, that part of the pride in our country means recognizing moments where we as a country haven't lived up to our highest ideals, which is often and at times what people are speaking to when they take action at sporting events, Saki said. Now, this is our administration yes we have to say it it's it, laugh smile when you say this is our administration because they're a joke uh ran by committee and they agree they agree you know what yeah you know i, I support his decision for for not playing it because you know sometimes as a country we suck we haven't lived up to our ideas whatever those ideals are by the way but but, but wait a minute we do know what those ideals are they're written in our constitution and uh we haven't if we haven't lived up to our ideas it's because politicians like democrats haven't allowed this country to live up to you know we we are a, a, an amazing country our history is amazing the struggle that our country went through fighting a civil war against the largest empire in the world that the world had ever known uh fighting two world wars actually stepping in as pinch hitters and winning those two world wars sorry sorry for you international listeners hey i get it i get it that's a touchy issue but we did we kind of helped out if it wasn't for america's strength stepping in during world war one and world war ii you might have a different outcome you gotta at least admit that uh became the economic superpower of the world the world superpower i mean just just the amount of success this country has had is unprecedented. And here you have this administration saying, we as a country haven't lived up to our highest ideals. That's their highest ideals. Now, I'm, I'm, 
I like history and I've read a little bit. If you go back to the Carter administration, Jimmy Carter was a one-term president. Uh, seemed like a nice enough guy, but he's a bitter old man. But he had, was a horrible president, and he did these fireside chats. And he would basically say that, you know, we need to do better. The, uh, we have problems in our country. You know, the, gas price, the gas crisis is not going to get better. I, and I can't help but thinking I'm living through Jimmy Carter's administration right now. So we got an old man in office. Now, Carter wasn't that old when he was in office, who has dementia, in my opinion. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's led by a bunch of people, a committee of leftists out there who hate this country. They hate this country. They don't love America. They hate America. They hate everything she stands for. Then they hate the Constitution of the United States. Those are the ideals that they ha we haven't lived up to, but that, not in the Constitution, but they're leftist dogma ideals just horrible that a press secretary would actually say something like this. Here's Mark Cuban being an ass, because he is an ass. If you ever watch the man, he's an ass. He's a successful ass. I'll give him props. He's a billionaire from, from what he did. So uh, he's very successful, and I give him a lot of props, but he's an ass. He's a very successful ass. And he said and says, said, and says a lot of stupid stuff, like saying, I'm not going to play the national anthem. Now he's placating to his players. Because they're all morons because they think they're suppressed, oppressed when they make tons of money. I'm not going to say they're all multimillionaires because the, you know, the low-end players are not multimillionaires. They're 100,000 heirs. They make a lot of money. But Cuban's, Cuban's an ass. He decides that, you know, I'm not going to play the national anthem. And uh, this administration was asked about that. And all they could have said, you know, this is between private industries, private enterprises. Uh, we really don't get involved in that. That's what they should say. Who cares if the who cares what sports teams do? I don't. I don't watch it. I don't care. But our government has to step their stupid toes in this and make a stupid statement that denigrates the country that they run. These are Democrats. They're horrible people. Democrats are horrible, miserable people. So we've got speaking of horrible people, they're you know, this impeachment that they brought on against President Trump. So it's going on. I'm not watching it. I'm not listening to it. Uh, we know what the we know going through the House. They're you know they just rubber stamped the impeachment. Now it's going through the Senate. And what I've heard is that the Democrats are presenting a little slicker presentation, and Republicans are presenting a pretty crappy presentation. But we all know that at this point in time, Trump's going to get acquitted again. Then we all know why the Democrats are doing this. But not only are they putting together a so-called slick presentation, they're outright lying. This is from one of the House managers peddling fake news. I got this from a Trump, what is a tweet from Trump War Room. Listen to this. Um, the uh, impeachment manager, Mr. Cicilline, correctly and accurately quoted a newspaper account um, which the distinguished senator uh, has taken objection to, so we're happy to withdraw it. On the grounds that, that it is uh, on the grounds that it is not true, um, and we are going to repeated it too. Okay, we're going to withdraw it this evening, and without any prejudice to the ability to resubmit it, if possible, and then we can debate it if we need it. But it's not. It's this is much ado about nothing because it's not critical in any way to our case. You're not the Thank one you. being cited as a witness, sir. So what they did was uh, they, they quoted a story 
and I'm not going to give you the story, and it's irrelevant to point. They quoted a story that Trump called a certain senator, and he called him by mistake. He meant to call Howley, I think it was, and had a conversation. And it was totally fabricated. It wasn't true. So the senator that Trump allegedly called by mistake spoke up during the impeachment hearing and said, that's not true. It didn't happen. So the Democrats had to strike it because and admit it was fake news, that it was, they were peddling a lie. And you notice how they stumbled doing it, peddling the lie. This is what this impeachment trial is. It has nothing to do. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing to do with impeaching Donald Trump. It has everything to do to keep Donald Trump from running for office again. This uh, is an article from CNN out uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, February 10th. Uh, Mano Raju and Alex Rogers took two people to write this crap. Anyway, the headline is GOP senators signal that they plan to acquit Trump despite visceral presentation by House Democrats. So it goes on to say how they, they just don't have enough. Now, in order to impeach a sitting president, you go through the House, which was a rubber stamp because it's ran by the Democrats. You go into the Senate and they vote on it. They don't have enough votes. They have to have a majority. They have to have 67 votes. They don't have 67 votes. They just simply don't. And this article talks about that, that they don't. So they're, even CNN is admitting that they're, Trump's likely to be acquitted. Twice in the article, twice in this article, it mentions how the, the idea is to prevent Trump from running again. And that is what this is all about. It's not, they can't remove a sitting president who is not a sitting president. That's why some people call this unconstitutional. Now, there is some precedent. They have um, in the past impeached, like I think, sitting uh, a non sitting senator. And the reason that they did that, they didn't want him to run again. So, in the when they, if they convict him, they put in there that he is prevented from running for office again. That is what the left is trying to do. That is what they are afraid of. They don't want Donald Trump to run for office again. Now, why is that? Isn't that curious? Allegedly, Joe Biden won 81 million votes to Trump's 74 million votes. So, I mean, clearly, clearly Trump lost. So what are the Democrats afraid of? Well, could it be that the election was fraudulent? Could it be that the votes were accurate? Remember, I've talked about this a while back. House Resolution 1, the Democrats want to pass, and it will completely give the federal government control of the voting process state by state. Because right now, it's a state issue. That was written and outlined in the Constitution of the United States of America. House Resolution 1 would change that, and unless somebody would uh, fight against it or take it to the Supreme Court, which I'm sure that would happen, that's why they haven't put it up for a vote yet, the Democrats, because they're waiting to stack the court, then they'll put it up. It would completely give the federal government power over state elections. And then they, in that House Resolution 1, you've got the mail-in ballots, you've got the mail-in Dropbox ballots, you've got everything that happened in the 2020 election that gave the Democrats the opportunity to cheat and steal this election. They want to make that permanent. So that's why they want to get rid of Trump, because they're afraid if he runs again, win. And you know what? He just might win. Biden's approval rating is pretty low. Trump's approval rating is not as low, you know, I, 
it's not that low. In fact, it's higher than Biden's from the article I read a couple days ago. So they don't want Trump running again because they're afraid that he will win. It has nothing to do with what happened on January 6th, the so-called in, 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 uh, insurrection. You know, the armed insurrection, as the media puts it. And the only ones armed were the Capitol Police. The rioters were not armed. And then we know Antifa was in there. We know BLM was in there. We really know Antifa. We know. We know absolutely positively 100% that there were Antifa members that infiltrated that group, those rioters, if you will. The Democrats know this too. They're using that January 6th incident as a catalyst to paint you, me, all conservatives, uh, even moderates, even libertarians, as domestic terrorists. That is why they're impeaching Trump, because they're afraid. They're afraid. There's two things they're afraid of. They're afraid he'll run again and win. And they're afraid that if he's not impeached, if he, they're afraid that he'll have a voice. That's why Twitter has come out and said they're suspending Trump permanently, even if he runs for office again. Twitter's done. Twitter's suspending him. And I got to tell you, it's hot. I, I use Twitter because it's a great source to catalog information and get information, but it's becoming harder and harder. And I'm thinking, I may just cut it off. So yeah, you can follow me on Twitter right now, but I may just switch everything over. There's several other ones like um the one I'm liking right now, where I get a lot of information as well, is, uh, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank on what that site is, but I'll get that. But I, social media, I haven't done anything on Facebook in a while, and I'm thinking of just dropping Facebook, Telegram, Telegram's the other one, sorry about the delay. And maybe it is time that we all just deactivate the leftist big tech and make them not so big tech. Twitter just reported. That remember they 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 banned they reported they're banning Trump for life no matter what he can run president win again and they still wouldn't let him on, and they also just reported a 1.1 billion dollar loss. I think that's going to continue with Twitter, and maybe it's time that we all deactivate those accounts. Now here's the thing about the, the social media companies, all of them by the way, it is, number of users is one of their metrics that they use, but the other metrics that they use is active users that is the metric that drives their stock number of users is good they want as many as they can get but what they need is active users and the reason they need active users is they're a marketing platform that's all they are just like television terrestrial television you know you know what pays for that right all those great shows you watch on tv uh like on abc nbc cbs commercials it's paid for by commercials. It's marketing. I once um, knew a young lady, dated a young lady who used to be in radio, and she said that the DJs are just what they play between the commercials. The commercials were all important. It's all an advertising platform to generate revenue. That's what Twitter is. So if Twitter loses that, those active users, mm, I think it's going to hurt me more. Maybe it's time get off of that. A um, couple other stories, and I'm going to wrap up this PBL podcast. And again, thank you for listening again. I, I miss doing it, and we're going to try to continue this. So uh, what I need is you keep listening, share, give this to other people, let them listen to it. So if they like it, get them to subscribe. More ears, or as I like to say, earballs that we have on the show, the better, the better, the more. We're going to be motivated. Keep producing these shows. There's just so much information going out, and there's so much to talk about. 
And then this, this administration is going to be even crazier. All right, couple, two more stories, kind of some fun stories. Oh, um, actually, I'm going to give you three stories. Uh, first one is California students dorm guarded by cops who only let them out. <laughs> All right, so this, I saw this this morning. Berkeley dorms guarded by cops who only let students out to eat, use the bathroom, or get a COVID-19 test. So the University of Berkeley left its bastion of students or uh, academia that there is beautiful town Berkeley it actually well I should say that it's been a long time since I've been there so it's probably a, a absolute crap hole now so anyway the, the the geniuses at the University of Berkeley all the big brain academias decided because there's been a COVID outbreak and you know COVID outbreaks are just infections not deaths anymore that, I mean you never hear anything about COVID deaths just infections so I'm infected oh, I feel great oh no oh my god the sky's falling so the University of Berkeley had a great idea they're going to get guards <laughs> and lock down the students, but they're going to let them out to eat and use the bathroom or go get a COVID test. Now, I hate to break it to the University of Berkeley, the big brains at Berkeley, but that, well, that defeats <laughs> your, your whole plan. Because if they get, go out even just to eat, go pee, or number two, uh, and to go get a COVID test, they're at risk for uh, being exposed. <laughs> so it's, it's never ending with the left. They have no logical, no logic whatsoever. So you, you can't half-ass lock down if you're going to lock down to stop the spread. It ain't going to happen. And these are universities, these are college kids. Statistically, college kids, younger people, uh, do not get extreme symptoms on COVID. It's, they get sick, they catch it, it's bad, nobody wants it, but statistically, they're a low-risk category. But I know, I know, it's all about everybody else. It's like Tom Brady is vilified because it's not about him because he's the healthiest man in America. It's about the others that he could possibly affect, affect or infect, I'm sorry, infect if he catches it because he wouldn't know he catches it because he's such a healthy guy. Idiots, idiots idiots a lot of them all right kind of a fun story i'm just gonna play on this one a bit and then i'm gonna end it with gorilla girl all right so dr fauci he's uh, you know i'm this guy's a slime ball i'm sorry there's something way off about fauci uh he's he's a bureaucrat slime ball you know if you ever read the book atlas shrugged and it's a great read if you can get through it it's a very very long book and you know john galt's speech in the book is like 80 some pages long it's but it's in a phenomenally phenomenal book it's just uh, absolutely well written uh, it's, you know it's got its critics of course but it just changes the way you think about logic and freedom and how government runs it'll if anything it'll lean you towards libertarianism uh you know Anne ran who wrote the book was a little bit batty but just a phenomenal book uh, there's Wesley Mulch, I think, is a character in the book that Dr. Fauci reminds me of. Here's the headline. This is from The Advocate. <laughs> so you know where this is going already, right? Dr. Fauci visited gay bathhouses and bars to study HIV. <laughs> so back in the, I guess, late 70s, 80s, uh, in an interview, he went to the gay bars. Here from the article, an interview last week with Terry Gross of NPR's Fresh Air, Fauci talked about how a big part of his job has been studying HIV. And during the 80s, that led him to visit bathhouses and gay bars in San Francisco and New York. Uh, Fauci goes on to say, this was the very, very early years of the outbreak. We were seeing these large numbers of mostly gay men who were formerly otherwise well, who were being devastated by this terrible, mysterious disease, he told Gross. And it was so concentrated in the gay community that I really wanted to get a feel 
Mm, good choice of words there. I really want to get a feel for what was going on there that would lead to this explosion of a sexually transmitted disease. And he says, so that's exactly what he did. He said, I went to the Castro district. I went down to Greenwich Village. I went into bathhouses to essentially see what was going on. And this is the line that's the funniest of them all. The epidemiologist. epidemiologist in me went, oh my goodness, this is a perfect setup for an explosion of sexually transmitted disease. And the same thing going to the gay bars and seeing what was going on. And it gave me a great insight into the explosiveness of the outbreak of the sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, so Dr. Fauci's doing some on-hand researching. Uh, we don't know how far he went with that research, but he's okay. He came out of it okay. I hope he had a good time. I wonder if he made some friends. <laughs> Doctor. Oh, so uh, just unbelievable. And uh, this is a real story that he's saying this stuff. And he did go on. He gave uh, Reagan some props because Reagan was vilified uh, in the 80s by the left for not doing enough for HIV, AIDS. But and he went on, he goes, look, he, he, he had to do what he had to do for his constituency, and it was limited information, and Re, you know, Reagan did the best that he could. And I'm paraphrasing. Here's what he said. He did note that President Ronald Reagan, his religious right supporters, made HIV and AIDS research a lot harder. Bullshit. Uh, but he doesn't think Reagan personally hated gay people. I believe because of a large part of his constituency with that way. Bullshit. Uh, what he did not do is he did not use the bully pulpit of the presidency to gain support and attention to what was going on right in front of everyone's eyes. All right, so at least he said he didn't think Reagan personally hated gays, but Reagan didn't need to do his bully pulpit for that, for AIDS. It was new. You know, so all of a sudden he's going to come out and what, what's he going to do in the bully pulpit when they don't know what's going on? That's what the left often said, they said that Trump did, that he used the bully pulpit for all this. Just the left, they're such hypocrites. But anyway, I just thought this funny, this story was funny. So Fauci was in the gay bathhouses. Again, we hope he had a good time. And we hope he used protection. Last story, and uh, I got to tell you this this <laughs> this story. If you haven't heard the story, um, the the story is Gorilla Glue Girl. So this girl, her name is Tessica Brown. Tessica Brown was going to go out somewhere. Don't know what. And she didn't have something to put in her hair to flatten it down. Tessica Brown is a black female. And, you know, you're probably aware black females will sometimes put stuff in their hair to flatten it down. Um, By the way, I won't even make a comment about how uh, I'm a racist when you're trying to get your hair to look like mine. But anyway, I won't even, and not that my hair is flat down, but it's straight, you know, so they straighten the hair, flat it down. She was out of her hair care product, whatever that was. And she needed to use something, so she used a can of spray on Gorilla Glue. And you know what? It worked. (laughs) Her hair was flat as can be, and it stayed in place. It was the most amazing thing. But it did for days and days and days, and now it's a problem. Her hair is glued flat down. And it became a big story. If you haven't heard it, they're calling the Gorilla Glue Girl. You have probably heard the story. She's got had as a GoFundMe page. She's made eighteen thousand dollars in her GoFundMe page. Beyonce's hairstylist said he wants to step in and help a um, uh, a plastic surgeon or some kind of dude in Hollywood, California. Offered to fly her out there, and he's got something that'll take care of this. So everybody's coming to Gorilla Glue Girl's side, but there's one little nuance and quirk to this story. 
she's not a girl. Because when you say Gorilla Glue girl, you're thinking a young girl would do this. Because who in their right mind, an adult, is stupid enough to put Gorilla Glue in their hair? Tessica Brown is 40 years old. <laughs> 40 years. A 40-year-old woman thought it a good idea to put Gorilla Glue in her hair. So there is no, this should be Gorilla Goo Glue woman. This is not Gorilla Goo girl. She may be a girl in the female sense of the word, but she is a woman. She is a 40-year-old woman who put Gorilla Glue in her hair. Ladies and gentlemen, our country, maybe Biden did get all those votes, you know? That's just unbelievable that we have people that stupid i'm sorry tessica and uh, you know my heart breaks for tessica it was it was it, she's going through a lot of agony and uh, i saw an interview with her and she's like i wish i never would have put it on social media she went on social media looking for help and she got more money she got paid she got the help she got it but she also got a lot of attention so anyway thank you for listening to uh this episode of the pbo podcast politics and brown liquor we are happy to be back recording please do share like subscribe get us up in the algorithm let's fight big tech by driving up the numbers and in the meantime we find all kind of other sources to put our products on ours being conservatives and we start a parallel economy as some have started calling it because the left wants to shut you up and shut you down again thanks for listening to the pbl podcast politics and brown liquor you can find us at the pblpodcast.com uh our twitter handle not, not sure how long i'm going to stay on twitter is the pbl podcast but you can find me at telegram please subscribe to my telegram channel at the pbl podcast just starting to grow that now and you can also find us on google or not google but um uh, youtube again that's politics and brown liquor not sure how long we're going to keep that up kind of tired of the big tech kind of really tired of them they you know they're just not worth it they don't deserve you because we are their customers again thanks for listening have a great day